0: Hello, this is the Awake Life podcast with Anjali Love, where we share stories of people that are living their path of dharma, which uh, to me is living your truth and living from your heart. And hopefully we will inspire you to uh, jump on your path of dharma, and it takes a lot of courage uh, to do that. Which is why we're sharing. So we have uh, De- Denise Shad with us today, who's going to be sharing her story. And so, Denise, maybe you could just introduce yourself uh, to the audience. Um, maybe just speak about a little bit about what your life looks like right now, and then we can kind of go from there. Um, hello, um, I'm Denise Shad,
1: and. Right now, my newest creation is um, YourEnergyAwakening.com. It's a system I've created um, to discover and activate and illuminate your innermost being. So that's my newest project. I started working on this project about 18 months ago um, and just uh, completed my first um, beta program with about five women and I'm, I'm really excited about this program. It's um, And when we talk about Dharma, you know, it's like you said, it is following your heart, but it's also following your soul's desires. And sometimes when I notice with the soul's desires, it doesn't always make sense what we're supposed to be doing. And it's scary. It's really scary. And any time I followed my soul's desires, um yeah, I've, I've been scared.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so this this project, uh, your energy awakening, did it, how did you, um, come about this project? Did it come Mm -hmm. from like that desire of the soul? Did it not make sense to your mind? How,
1: Mm -hmm. how did that come
0: about? Mm -hmm.
1: It's, it's a combination, a culmination of a lot of years of, um, different things that I've been studying. And I often wondered why I was studying. I've done, uh, I've been Reiki one master. Um, I've worked with energy for years in different ways um, through sattva and um, through Reiki, through energy healers. I've, I've worked with shaman um, and just a culmination of each one of these pr- people that I've worked with. I've taken pieces of their work and applied it to my lifestyle. And really the desire to create the energy awakening was to share uh, my practices of how I live my life. And yes, at first, um, I didn't understand why I was doing it. Um, I, I wrote out the system and I had to trust Um, that it made sense. And Mm -hmm. with much studying and and looking at it, it finally started to make sense that the mind couldn't grasp why I was doing it. But I knew that deep inside there was a pull to keep creating and to create, create, creating this program. So to answer your question, yeah, the mind didn't understand it.
0: So, what were you doing before you started creating this program? Were you working another job? Were you what? What, what did your life look like? So,
1: for fifteen years, I owned my own private personal training studio, and um, through my personal training practices, as I reflect back now, I was using one of my gifts as an as an intuitive energy healer is is I'm able to see where the energy isn't flowing in the body. Mm-hmm. So as a t- personal trainer, I intuitively knew what wasn't functioning in people's body, but I tried to fix it with exercise. Mm-hmm. And that business, and I'll go just kind of take a couple of step backwards because this is where I knew I wasn't following my life's purpose is uh-huh. I had created a six-figure business. Um, I was you know, living in the right neighborhood, driving the right car. Um, I had you know, a great relationship with my husband, which I still do. Great relationship with my kids, but I wasn't happy. Uh, mm-hmm. I, my life didn't make sense. And I kept wondering, oh. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, go ahead. Sorry.
1: I kept wondering, why isn't this, all this stuff making me happy?
0: And yeah. So you had you had it all. You had the money. You had the clients. You had the uh, the great relationship with your family, and yet you were there was a place inside of you that didn't feel fulfilled, or exactly. you, you just yeah
1: yeah I wasn't fulfilled, and it and I realized um, you know in in 2014 was my first trip to India with Anand, and mm-hmm. when I came back from that. Tr- I, on the way on that trip, I was getting ready to sign a contract to franchise, um, my way of personal training and getting ready to open up my second location there in El Dorado Hills. And Mm -hmm. on the way to India, the deal with the lease fell apart and Mm -hmm. I put everything on hold. And that Mm -hmm. first trip to India was there for six weeks. Um, and I put my whole life on hold. And when I got back from that trip, um, as you know, when you go to India, nothing looks the same when you get back. Um, my life slowly started to um, not make sense. And then it started to fall apart.
0: And what did that falling apart look like?
1: I became... your bis- the, yourself, the bis- your It was a combination of it all. I mean, for the first time in my life, my my, my husband and I have been married for 20 years. And during that period, he became less tolerant of my work, um, Mm -hmm. which put us started to put some stress on our relationship. The Mm -hmm. business started to decline. Um, I started to lose my best trainers that that worked for me. Um, Clients Mm -hmm. started to leave. I started to lose money. I became really, really confused about what I should be doing. Um, I so confused there was days I could hardly make decisions. And mm. eventually, the stress of this period in my life, which lasted about two years, um, it affected my health. And when it came down to my health, um, that was that was the wake-up call because my whole life had been, about health and wellness. Um, I'd been Mm -hmm. an an athlete and a personal trainer for most of my life. And when Mm -hmm. I couldn't get out of bed any longer, I knew I had to do something different.
0: Yeah. It sounds like it was scary. Like, I don't know, but hearing it, I mean, it must've been. Oh my God. It was, it was a terror.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, It was terrifying. It was terrifying not to understand, um, why my life was falling apart. It was terrifying to not know what to do. And Mm. I can remember, uh, you know, just praying every day and meditating and praying and asking for answers. And I remember I'm starting to cry um, Mm. because all God kept saying was wait. And I would go, wait for fucking what?
0: Yeah, I remember a period in my life, too, where I was, like, every day meditating, and the answer was, like, do nothing, and after, like, six months, I was, like, okay, but it's been six months, yeah. do nothing, and then, it like, after a year, the same message, do nothing, and you're, like, yeah, I don't know if that was your experience, but I was, yes, like, it's it was. been freaking a year, two years, come on.
1: <laughs> in And, yes, it was, it was, it was two years, and you're, and I kept waiting, and I kept I kept showing up and, and going, you know, to my meditation cushion every morning. Um, I didn't, I didn't give up. I just kept asking and, and for
0: once in my life, I listened. (laughs) Yeah. So what kept you on, like on that path of continuing to show up every day? Because, you know, I imagine it must've been tough showing up every day and still having that trust. Was there something inside of you that, that, that trusted that this, you know, this sort of, quote, crisis was going to bring you to a new place?
1: There was a definite knowing that Mm -hmm. what was, you know, there was a definite knowing that nothing in life happens by chance. And I don't Mm -hmm. care what it is, that everything happens for a reason. And there was a part of me that knew that. So I kept showing up and every, every day, showing up and meditating. Because meditation is the thing that calms me, brings me back into my body, brings me back into my center. Um, Mm -hmm. (coughs) I had, um, I have, in, uh, 2001, I, uh, quit using, um, methamphetamines and alcohol. And the first Mm -hmm. thing that I did was I can remember praying to God and asking God to be able to have a wise, intimate relationship with myself. Mm. And I started meditating from that day forward. And that was almost 20 years ago. I didn't know how to meditate. I didn't know what to do. I just started going and sitting in my hot tub every morning and being quiet. So wow. it's a, you know, one of the great things about being athletic is your discipline.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that discipline that's innately within me is what kept me going to uh, turning to meditation and, and God, because as I was searching, was searching for who I was. Who am I? Who am I? I kept asking every day. I don't, who am I? Who yeah. am I?
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, it's beautiful. And it sounds like that first awakening or when it, I mean, it's probably been many off the methamphetamines and alcohol and then your business kind of in your life falling apart. And then when did that transition um, and and how did that transition, uh, what was the transition out of that to the place where you're at right now? In, um,
1: It was the fall of 2016. I finally got the answer from God. And I woke up one morning and he said, go. And it just happened to be that morning I was meeting with my attorney about what it could do to get out of my lease. I still had three more years on a lease.
0: Mm -hmm. And...
1: The attorney said, you know, there's nothing you can do. You're going to have to pay, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I know what I'll do. And I made one phone call to a realtor that was actually next door. And I said, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm looking for a a renter for my building. Do you know anyone? And she said, I do. She goes, when do you want to move out? I go, tomorrow. I go, when (laughs) do they want to move in? She said, tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. One week later. I dismantled my whole life. I uh, closed my business, moved out of that building. Mm-hmm. I, um, they, at the simultaneously, this company, wanted to rent my house. So huh. I rented my house to them. I moved out of my house. I came back to um, a f- the family ranch, which was a bare piece of property. I started living in a 37-foot trailer. And by January, um, I went back to India um, to live with Anand in 2016 or 2017, January 2017. Mm -hmm. And my intention was to stay for three weeks and I didn't come home for six months. Wow. Um, So during that time, I, you know, lived in a community where I got to be shown daily what it's like to have self-love.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah. And for those of you listening, our teacher, Anand Mehrotra, with the Sattva Yoga Academy, he has um, the property in Rishikesh, Rishikesh, which is beautiful. Meditation every morning, sacred ritual, practicing uh, water hiking trail. Sounds like that felt so wonderful just to be in nature and to be with you know community and yourself. Mm.
1: It was it was beautiful. It was the first time in my life I'd ever done anything by myself. First time I'd ever traveled by myself. Um, I've been married my whole life, um, you, mm-hmm. you know. So it was the first time that it was all about me. Wow! And you know, I would spend my days exactly what you said: meditating, writing, hiking. Um, I think one of the most valuable lessons during that time. It's really interesting because you know, you've been in Anand's presence and when you're you're in his presence, you want to be noticed, right? You want to be recognized <laughs> by him, and that's not always gonna happen. Yeah. And and there was actually this two-week period like he didn't acknowledge me. Uh. And during that time, what I recognized I had to learn how to
0: love myself uh,
1: yeah. and I had to be able to give that attention to myself and I caught it quickly and I would just sit and go inward and I would begin to feel my heart start to open and start to release mm. and then there was just these times where I wanted to just stay there and it's like this is what I'm here to do. It's just to focus on loving myself. And so <laughs> for two weeks, I did that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I came around the corner one day and he had his arms open. And, and I then, you know, you can speak subliminally. He's like, you get it. I see you. I see you.
0: <laughs> yes, it it's like he always knows what you need. And it's so interesting, isn't it? It's like when you notice like your energy shift. Mm-hmm. Like everything shifts around you because I've had those experiences too. Like so much self-hatred coming up mm-hmm. when I've been in India and just mm-hmm. feeling like everyone hates me and me hate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it's just interesting to really face yourself in that way. And so it sounds like you came home from this trip really connected to that place of your heart. And is that when the whole program started was about Um, another,
1: um, I came home and you know, you come home and you're on a high from that. And it took, it took me about another, it was probably about another six weeks later where the Mm -hmm. ruminating negative thoughts, you know, that self, that self doubt, that self hatred started to creep back into my life. And I could see the mind keeping me in this continuous loop. And it was like, I can't keep doing this, this, I can't, this has to stop. Yeah. And that's when I met a gentleman from Canada who is um, an intuitive energy healer. And I learned from Mm. him about my emotions and my feelings and, and the importance of expressing my emotions and feelings because most of my life, i i didn't I didn't know how mm-hmm. um and so through his work is when I really began to recognize that that if we're not expressing our emotions and feeling our feelings, then we're not living mm-hmm. and expressing our emotions and our feelings is is what I call my dharma mm. Mm-hmm. Because it gives my life texture and meaning when I'm able to express my emotions and feel those feelings in my body.
0: So for you, it's not this business that you're creating or anything that you're actually doing. It's the, it sounds like the experience of just living your life connected to what you just said, your feelings. Mm -hmm. And and that texture, it's its not this thing that you're doing outside. It's just this knowing inside, it sounds mm-hmm. like.
1: And, you know, one of the things that, um, as I created this program, is that, you know, emotions are energy. Yeah. And energy mm-hmm. and, and, and emotions come from our experiences. Mm-hmm. And that's what our soul came here to do is to experience, to experience life. But sometimes we get stuck in the experience. And that's what happened to me as I got stuck in the experience of being the abandoned, abused child. Mm -hmm. And the soul really wants to feel the feelings. And so that's that's what the energy awakening system is about. Is about discovering um, and loving your emotions and loving your, fe- and loving your feelings, but also connecting to your innermost being through your emotions and your feelings.
0: That's beautiful. It sounds like you're teaching people something that you've been through yourself. And that's part of the passion is just sharing what has helped you on your journey.
1: And, and that passion that drives this work is the Dharma. You know, when you know you're on, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, teaching the things that you're teaching, you know, that passion is there. And I think that's part of Dharma is, is passion.
0: It pulls yeah. you
1: along. Yeah.
0: For sure. Yeah, where it's not really work. It's just, it's like you just almost have to do it. And so if you were, if there was someone listening who was maybe in that stuck space of like not knowing and confusion and not knowing which direction to go and in that kind of period of, um, you know, whatever, darkness or whatever they call it, that period of, of confusion, what, what would you say to them? Or what,
1: what I w- would I w- The first thing I would say is that as horrible as it is, it's normal. And it's supposed mm-hmm. to be happening. Especially mm-hmm. if you're a woman between the age of 48 and 65. Mm. You're going to get that wake-up call. It says, "What are you going to do with your life now?"
0: Yeah, yeah. I have a teacher that says it's our like high wrong return, you mm-hmm. know. So when you hit, um, and I'm going to be 52 in about a week. Um, when you hit the late 40s, 50s, it's kind of like now or never, in terms of making a shift. And, and you know, some people give up, mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. it sounds like you didn't. And I. So, yeah, so it's normal. And what else would you share with someone, maybe?
1: That it's normal and it is part of your awakening. Mm -hmm. It is. And what's on
0: the other side, like, getting through uh, that? Like, how do you feel right now? Like, what's your life like now? What's your experience in your life? My
1: my experience in my life, I'm not going to tell you it's all blissful all the time. Because I'm still learning. I'm still learning about what my emotions are and what my feelings are and the difference but for the most part you know it's like it's as simple as this the sky is bluer the trees are Mm -hmm. greener you know everything is more vibrant life Mm -hmm. um the simplest things in life are pleasurable Um, Mm -hmm. and it's not about doing it's just about being um I live a pretty quiet life
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because I know that um, that's something I've denied myself for a lot of years. So my life is very simple now, very mm-hmm. simple. I, uh, I have a morning practice, which um, 99% of the time I do willingly, and there's times I don't feel like doing it and I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy the people I'm with. I don't um, just hang around with anyone because I think I should. Um, yeah. I'm, I want to be around people that elevate me and I elevate them. And that's, that's exciting. Um, I enjoy people now.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. As you're speaking, it's just, um, you know, in the last comments, it's, you know, there's, you can't see me, but there's this huge smile on my face because it's just, I mean, it's so like what you said like, yeah, the sky is bluer. So it's not any big grand thing. It's just actually enjoying your experience, whatever experience you're having. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah it's really really wonderful yep. to to speak with you and to hear your story and, and what you've been through um, yeah Ask is there any last comments before we close mm. that you wanted to share
1: um, I think that we as human beings make things a lot more difficult than they need to be and if we can just stop for a minute and really just acknowledge ourselves for everything that we've ever done in our lives and everything we will do, and just taking a moment to really honor ourselves for every little thing, both the good and the bad, because all of it we created for, our, for this moment, for right now
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yes it's wonderful and I think what you said just a closing the good and the bad like I notice for myself I I sometimes get invested like when I'm in those states of feeling wonderful and kind of high Mm -hmm. on life like I want it to always be that way and there's still resistance when the feelings come up that maybe anger or sadness or grief and And, uh, just Mm -hmm. learning. I am continually learning to be with all of it. So I love what you share in your work. It sounds really cool of just being with the feelings in the body. Um, can you tell people again, your, your energy awakening is that your website, your energy awakening.
1: Yep. Your energy awakening.com is my website. My Facebook page is your energy awakening. And also Instagram is your energy awakening also. YouTube is at Denise Shad.
0: Denise. Well, it was so wonderful to talk to you today. Mm-hmm. Thank you for creating space. And um, mm-hmm. this was the first podcast that I did with someone from afar. So it,
1: I think it, it was drew- <laughs> beautifully. Yeah. It went
0: great. And I thank you. it was awesome. Thank
1: so, you thank so you. much for inviting me and thinking of me. I'm, I'm honored. Thank you.
0: Oh, so good to speak with you and mm-hmm. uh, everyone out there. Have an amazing day. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Adioun. <laughs>